With us today is uh, former Congressman Peter King, served 28 years in the Congress and uh, loves America, worked hard for, for Long Island, New York, the country and the world. Peter King, uh, what's going on? I mean, uh, on Friday, uh, they made uh, a special counsel. Uh, that guy, David Weiss, in, in, in uh, Delaware, and uh, it seems like nothing has happened in four, five, six years. Uh, is this for real or an appeasement? Where you, you tell us your opinion. John, I think there's several ways to look at it, and we're really not going to know until it, uh, this whole thing plays out. I mean, on the face of it, by appointing David Weiss a special counsel uh, to investigate Hunter Biden, it gives him more power than he had as the United States attorney investigating uh, Hunter Biden, because basically as the United States attorney in Delaware, he could pretty much only investigate matters that relate to Delaware or things that are crimes that may have occurred in Delaware. By being special counsel, as I understand that he's able to look at everything involving Hunter Biden, no matter where it occurred. So that gives more power. And on the face of it, it seems like a step forward. On the other hand, uh, the person that's being appointed is the same guy who was the uh, United States attorney in Delaware, who was investigating Hunter for the last several years. And while he didn't have full special counsel powers, he still could have done a lot more as U.S. attorney than he did. And that plea deal that he was responsible for, that the judge basically threw out of court uh, several weeks ago, that was put together by David Weiss, the person who is now special counsel. So if he's willing to use all the power, all the new powers that he's been given, then this could be a significant step forward. But if he's going to continue to go slow on the investigation and not to take full advantage of his powers, then it's mainly just window dressing. So, listen, I don't want to be overly suspicious, but uh, it's the same guy who uh, basically has dragged his feet for the last several years. It appears as if he let the statute of limitations expire on the serious crimes in Delaware. Statute of limitations expire is a serious, serious crime. In, in, in itself. No, no it, it really is. I mean, to allow that to happen when you're investigating a high-priority case, that's the first thing, you know, one of the first things you look for. How much time do we have to investigate this before the statute runs out? And it seems all of the, many of the key crimes, alleged crimes, uh, the statute did run out, and there's no reason why the U.S. attorney couldn't have moved more quickly on that. And then the agreement he worked And if out, it didn't move quickly, uh, uh, Peter King, uh, he should have asked for an extension on uh, on those crimes. And he also should have asked for the special counsel power back then, if that's what he uh, claims he needed. So, no, I, I think that we're going to have to see how he carries this out, what he does, or whether or not it's just window dressing to, uh, you know, cover up some of the either unintentional or intentional mistakes that have been made in the past. And listen, I'm not, I don't favor going after people's relatives when you're in politics, but this is so rampant. And it seems to, again, on the allegations that are out there with what appears to be credible evidence, uh, that it reaches right into the Oval Office, right in, certainly into the office of the vice president, when Joe Biden was vice president. And uh, it appears to contradict many of the statements that Joe Biden has made. So this really goes beyond Hunter Biden. It's really a reflection on Joe Biden, and that's why you know, the investigation is really important. Uh, I, Congressman Peter King, I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I hope this is done uh, in good faith. I hope this is done uh, because the American people, they, do, they just want the truth, uh, 
Congressman King. I mean, they just want the truth. Um, and it really it reduces faith in government overall. If it's obvious that the prosecutor is not doing his job, or they're applying the law one way to the average guy and giving a, a real break to the president's son. Yes. Uh, is there anything else? What else bothers you about the things that have been going on lately? To me, what bothered me is the lack of ethics in the legal profession. I mean, that was, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, that was of utmost importance to everybody that, that that's the way our country runs. Yeah, uh, especially now when it comes to prosecutors. I mean, listen, there's always been prosecutors who are overzealous who may want to abuse their powers. But in this case, it's being done on the national stage, the way they're going after Donald Trump. Listen, I disagree with a lot of the things that President Trump did near the end of his administration. Overall, I thought he was an excellent president. But things like January 6th and others, he, I think, failed in his obligations. But to make all of these things crimes, this is terrible. I mean, this is this would be like if we made what happened in Afghanistan with Joe Biden a crime. If we made the Bay of Cake pigs under John Kennedy to be a crime. I mean, uh, there's always going to be mistakes made. And there's also going to be maybe a, a, not a person fully doing what is required to do. But those are not crimes. Those are those are matters that should be settled in the political arena. And if Donald Trump is running for president again, then he has to answer those questions in the political arena. You don't indict him. You don't make a, try to make a criminal case out of what should be an honest political debate, especially don't do it when the president uh, is head of the, basically heads up the Justice Department. And uh, he is, this department is being used to really tie the hands of Donald Trump. He's going to be involved in at least three federal indictments, one state indictment in Georgia, which is going to be coming probably in the next day or two. And this goes against everything we stand for as Americans. And none of these quote-unquote crimes were so dramatic, even if you believe everything that's said, that the government had to take this quick action. I mean, you know, they let the statute of limitations run out on Hunter Biden in, case that, in cases that involve millions and millions and millions of dollars. In this case, the government could have... Uh, they could have waited. They could have waited longer. Or if they were going to bring uh, indictments, just say that we try it after the election. But for uh, Congressman, to try to yeah. I, I'd like to ask David Weiss that question. Why did you let those uh, uh, problems expire like that? Yeah, to me, that's a very good question. I would hope that in Congress, the House Judiciary Committee uh, brings uh, – brings in Weiss and asks him that very question, because that's a, when you're in a high-priority case, that's one of the first things you look at. How much time do I have to get this investigation done? And there appears to be no reason why they couldn't have done what they had to do within the statute of limitations period. So, no, those are real issues, real questions. I think the American people want answers to all that. But instead, it appears every time something new comes out on Hunter Biden, then Donald Trump gets either indicted the next day or the government uh, makes a motion against him the next day or something leaks out from the grand jury uh, you know, the next day. And I am glad to see that on Friday, I haven't read the full opinion yet, but it appears that the federal judge, and surprisingly in the case in Washington, D.C., on the January 6th matter, which actually doesn't even involve January 6th, even though they say it does, uh, that the, the judge did not give the government what they wanted as far as a gag order against President Trump. So, that is the first good sign we've gotten from the, uh, the court in uh, Washington, and I hope that continues. I hope the judge continues to be fair here, because I think the government is definitely trying to railroad this through. This is being used to keep Donald Trump from running for president.
One last question. We both live in New York City. I mean, you live in Nassau County. Uh, the, the, this whole thing with just migrants is way out of control. And now the special uh, envoy from uh, uh, President Biden's office coming to New York, meeting with uh, Mayor uh, Adams, says, well, we'll help you more after uh, President Biden gets elected. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? That's really terrible nonsense. Uh, listen, I, uh, I live in Nassau, but I spent the first 20-something years of my life in New York City. I work in New York City. I'm at WABC in New York City. My father was a city cop for over 30 years. So, uh, and I went to high school and college in uh, New York City and in, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, and I grew up in Queens, so born in Manhattan. So I'm a, I'm, I am a native New Yorker. And when I see it happening, John, with this migrant situation, also I'm, I'm the grandson of immigrants. I uh, knew many immigrants growing up. I can send you know, immigrants, immigration is a lifeline of our country, but it has to be done legally. And you can't have people just coming in and be sleeping on the sidewalks, hanging out uh, with no idea who they are, what their, what their health records are, what they're doing here, how we're going to accommodate them. And we have, uh, what, 60,000 or something of the illegal migrants, in addition to the uh, uh, immigrants we have overall. We have our own homeless situation. We're just trying to come out of COVID. We have a crime wave. And on top of all of that, now to be having every day busloads of illegal immigrants coming into the city. And ultimately, this is Joe Biden's fault. It's Governor Hochul's fault for not doing more. And in, at least in the short term, I mean, Eric Adams made a big mistake by officially greeting all these people at the Port Authority bus terminal, giving them uh, cell phones and uh, uh, gifts as they come into the city, welcoming them all. And now we're being overwhelmed. It's unfair to them. It's unfair to people in the neighborhoods. Like right out here uh, in, in uh, eastern Queens and western Nassau County on the county line, they're talking about putting a migrant, basically a tent city, at the old Creedmoor Mental Hospital with big parking fields and ball fields there. And the people in Nassau County, forgetting Queens, that's bad enough. The people in Nassau County are going to see, again, hundreds of these migrants, all adult males, young adult males, basically on the streets with no, no place to go, nothing to do, right near where these people live, where the kids go to school. Uh, this is a, uh, it's, it's really a clear and present danger. And uh, so this has to be, Joe Biden's got to close the borders. I don't know if he will or not, but he has to do it. We have to speak out against it. The governor has to speak out more. And for the mayor to be sending a uh, liaison in, who I believe is the former Democratic national chairman, have him coming in and saying they can't do anything for a couple of years, that's disgraceful. God knows what shape we'll be in in two years because more and more people are moving out, John, and most of those moving out are the high-income earners uh, who pay the taxes that provide the services that we need for everybody. Congressman Peter King, thank you for speaking out, and we hope we can save New York as well as our country. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. I'll see you tomorrow night, Monday night. See you then. Right. Bye now, thank John. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.